Boom, boom. You made it to another scrambling university. Oh, we are just going to listen to a little bit of this oyster head. Hold on. Okay, so in case you don't know oyster head, that was going to be my 50th birthday uh, show. I had tickets for my daughters, Candace and myself, and my parents to go see Oysterhead in the Bay. So it's Les Claypool from Primus. It's Trey from Fish. And, uh, shit, I forgot the drummer's name. Uh, the guy from Police. Uh, from the Police. He's a fucking great drummer. Uh, so three-man band. And they just fucking go. I'm out of here, man. So that's it for me. It uh, that's less. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, so anyway, uh, they canceled the show for the COVID. Uh, so I missed it for my 50th birthday. That was going to be epic, having three generations at a fucking oysterhead show. Oh my god. Hello there, folks. Oh, so uh, yeah, yeah. Talky talky part. We don't want uh, this. I spotted it right off. <laughs> Let's go next song. Oh yeah, this will get us in the mood for Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brian's like way too much volume on the tunes. It's Friday. <laughs> Oh, hold on, I'll turn that shit down. All right, all right. That's a more responsible volume, probably. It was a happy Friday. I found some of a Sativa cartridge I had stashed a while back. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> Look at the difference now, how dark that is. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a full plant extract, right? <laughs> so when they extract that, that's what it looks like. If you get shit that looks like that, <laughs> that's an isolate. <laughs> so they've taken the cannabis apart into its forms and basically... So that is like a 90% THC cartridge. That's like a 80% THC cartridge. So the plant material that makes the shit dark is... Uh... <laughs> oh, I'm behind. I'm behind. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I believe I saw the stream up and running on Telegram. Um, so we're good there. We are good there. Um, yay. Ha -ha. Let's see. I can share my screen now. Uh, yeah, yeah. I figured uh, share screen slides. We don't want to do that. Uh, ah, whatever. It's a holiday weekend. Uh, so, yeah, I've uh, 
I've penciled out my calendar uh, to uh, to get uh, get the fall done and the uh, summer. Ah, shit, I forgot the dates of. Uh, um, so manifest. Well, okay, okay. Pork fest is uh, is the next festival I'm going to out in the White Mountains of New Hampshire. Uh, <laughs> everybody chatting it up. Okay, so it looks like you guys are hitting me on the... Ch oh, you know what I can do? I can put this Telegram chat on the side. I bet I can just minimize this. No, how can I... Ah, oh, yeah, 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 there, there we go. Ah, stop. Let's see. Ah, how do I make this really small? Nope, I made it too small. Oh, seeing if I can see the Telegram chat while I got uh, while I got the stuff up. Uh, ah, ah, too much computery shit going at once. Uh, let's see. There we go. Is there a way to just see this as like a knockout? Hmm. No, there's the video. That doesn't work. Uh, all right. Well, whatever. I got the Telegram chat up on the side, so I can see that too. Kind of. Ah, uh, come on, Windows. Whatever happened to Windows, you can move them around, make them different sizes and shit. I don't know. I must have lost some of my Windows skill. Uh, oh, gosh. Anyway. Anyway, as you can see, uh, it is beautifully sunny out in Seattle. Um, uh, tech time was scrambling. Yeah, yeah, oh my god. You should just call this old man fucking hates tech channel or something. No, no. Uh, so yeah. So uh, God, talk about decompressing from uh, decompressing from squatch. I literally just got the last shit out of the car a few hours ago. Um, starting to put it all away, uh, and then I decided. Uh, oh yeah, I was telling you about the summer. Um, well, okay. Finish squatch stories first. And by the way, happy Memorial Day. I forgot it's a holiday weekend. Uh, Brian's out there keeping everybody's uh, cars full of gas. Thanks, Brian. Keeping the fucking world flowing, dealing with all the absolute insanity. I hate going out on Fridays of holidays. It's just, I'll go out till like noon and then stay the fuck off the road until <laughs> about 8 o'clock at night. Let all the uh, crazy kids that are late get somewhere, get somewhere. All right. And then those of us uh, <coughs> on more senior schedules will get back at it. <coughs> wow, that's a lot of light bouncing off there. Is that that side? Oh, it is. Interesting. Interesting. Um, you know what? I think that fools the camera. Let me, uh, let me fuck with my... Uh, so I got... Uh, I'm out in the greenhouse and I made... Uh, so I stuck... Uh, I stuck some foam across a ladder and uh, stuck it above my head. 
There we go. I'm thinking if I block off the real, real right, that it, uh, it's funny. This So the software for StreamYard does a super good job. Oh, yeah, look at that. Look at that. And then I'm all back to mounts. Uh, dealing with audio and video. Uh, man. <laughs> Get some alcohol and rabbit food, and then you're done driving. Yes, that's a great idea. Well, shit, you're Midwest, so uh, yeah, you're 2 p.m. on the road out there. You better get going. All the crazies are going to be leaving work like really soon. Or are you still at work and you're just on the headphones and on the chat? I love it. Uh, yeah, bust out. Go home. Have a great weekend. Um, so, yeah, so I'm literally putting away the last bit of shit. And uh, our kids um, are going over to a big EDM music festival uh, over at the Gorge. Um, yeah, if you've never heard me talk about the Gorge before, oh, man, oh, man, um, how to describe it. It is a concert venue of fucking epic proportion. I've seen a lot of shows. I've seen a lot of shows. Um, so, the Gorge is so worth going that I would just go over to camp in the field next to it to not even go to the shop. Um, it's literally the Grand Canyon of Washington. So, it's the Columbia River Gorge Uh Oh, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, and right before I went on the air, <laughs> I, my zipper was down and Candace was going, make sure you zip your pants up before you go on the air. And I was like, who would ever see my pants? <laughs> oh, oh, good thing I didn't make that adjustment before uh, she had a chance to warn me. Oh, my God. Okay, so, yeah, so the Gorge is uh, the Grand Canyon of Washington. Uh, so the concert stage uh, itself is right on the eastern rim of a huge canyon that goes down to the river. Uh, like, think painted rocks, like layers of different reddish, brownish colors, right, because it's all sedimentary. Uh, and then... The venue is cut into the rock, so it's a big, huge bowl, and it's kind of steep, and towards the bottom, they terrace it, and then zigzag path, and then the real bottom floor, the floor, which is still angled, uh, is all poured concrete asphalt, so the south edge that's cut into the rock is cut all the way back to the edge and the north edge so the south edge is where the wind comes from the windward edge right so they left the full edge in place to blow <laughs> rachel says you're welcome <laughs> so the the left the uh, south edge in place to get the wind to not just hammer on the people because you got to remember, as a desert gorge canyon changes temp at night from day to night, 
there's huge thermal inversion. So every day there's massive wind out there uh, just because of the way the place is set up. So they left that south edge high to blow the wind around the people. They're all in the in the bowl down to the band, right down to the band. And um, the north edge, they kind of blew out and made more natural shape. So you can walk a long path all the way back to the top up around the north. But by blowing out that north wall, the wind, the, the downwind wall, the wind has somewhere to go. So it goes around the south, kind of around the back of the stage, and then can escape east, which is where it wants to go. Instead of ripping up through the bowl of people, it goes off to the north. Uh, so they really thought about how they positioned that music venue when they cut out the rock. So a number of things about the gorge and, and setting it up like that, right? They minimized the wind on people. They made it a direct east-west view. So in the summertime, when the bands are uh, are getting done with their second sets, the sum is setting. So you get a first set in the setting desert sun, and you get to see the whole painted rocks go through all their stuff, just dark reds and shh, you know, and then kind of watching the sun just right on the crisp line across go down. You know, and then they usually go do set break, yada, yada, take a little bit longer set break out there. Because you got to remember, it's the desert. There's no neighbors. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> I should do another channel, shouldn't I? Oh, my God. Oh, tip bot. Yeah, that'd be funny. I bet I fucking get some Toshis. Oh, <laughs> old wiry naked guy does fucking work whatever oh my god throw some cameras up in the greenhouse oh you guys are killing me but you're giving me ideas for new shows oh uh yeah yeah so um yeah so the band sits out um on the like right on the edge of the eastern wall so they're hanging out over and when you're sitting in the whole venue, since that north edge is blown out, you can look, oh God, I don't know, 20 miles up river. The river's probably, I don't know, 1,500 feet below you, a long way. But you can see 20 miles up the canyon, you know, kind of, it bends and such, but it's wide. And it you can see the wiggles and things, but the, the, uh, after, just as a sun setting, glass river up forever or if it's windy you get all those little wind waves rippling and uh band plan blah blah oh sunset's great um from a band point of view or going to see shows like uh well i'll tell you about that here. Um, bands that have played there before and understand the venue know the thermal inversion and when the wind switches and calms and it's also a real a real bowl into the one side. So if you if your soundboard guy's good and understands the hard surface that he's dealing with, you can really play with echoes out there and sending the sound into spirals and things with the wind. Uh, 
Hey, it's Cypher! Ha ha, how are you? Yeah, that's right. Cypher went down to... Cypher's the... Uh, if you look on some of my float pics... Ah, oh, here, hold on. I'll show you who Cypher is. I don't have your face on here, Cypher. I just have you... Uh, I have... Uh, let's see. I gotta go open that first. I have that picture of you on here, I think. Uh, doing art. You were painting... Uh, you were painting those hats. Uh, let's see. Float picks. Float picks. Ah, no, no, no. Oh, old guy pokes at computer. Oh, uh, no, we don't want those picks. We don't want those picks. Ah, dang, dangity. They're on here somewhere. Okay, okay. Leads me to a new project. <laughs> Organized said computer. <laughs> anyway, glad you dropped in. Uh, I was just describing my favorite concert venue. Uh, so yeah, so the uh, so the soundboard guys that understand the venue have been there before, understand thermal inversion and the wind. Really can just make the sound do incredible stuff there. So I would suggest if you want to hear that, go back and listen to a fish gourd show. Uh, oh man, uh, or if you're more into Grateful Dead, uh, um, uh, the one where they played O'Teal, uh, O'Teal Burbridge is, uh, not, it's not the real dead. Ah, shit. What are they traveling under now? Um, ah, shit, shit, shit. It was like a show from two years ago, uh, three years ago. Uh, O'Teal's playing bass, and they did a um, bom, 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 bom. they did a Frankenstein, and I think that's the first time he's played in front of a large crowd on acid. That Frankenstein was fucking epic. Oh yeah, he just envisioned himself as Godzilla, like stomping around the stage, and you could totally see it if you knew what was if you knew what was going on. You knew what was going on. Oh yeah, he's just whack all oh, playing that baseball oh, i was yeah yeah <laughs> dead at the gorge three years ago frankenstein uh three or four years ago go look that show up that that one song's worth finding that set um but yeah so if you go uh if you go look up some of the fish at the gorge like the last time they played or the second oh dead and company thanks brian you're totally saving the bacon there Yep, yep. I burned I burned very specific brain cells out. <laughs> After I had it out with Bob Weir on Facebook, I kind of evaporated that memory port. It was over them signing all the dead shit over to Walmart and Target. But after more and more listening to the dead as part of the CIA shit on some of this conspiracy stuff, holy yeah, now I get it. They were never in it for the music. Um, so, um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so soundboard guys play with it. And then, yeah, so you come back from second set break into a totally different, you go up, get a beer, take a piss, whatever, and you walk back down and woof. The desert gets black. There's nothing out there to bleed light into it. 
So there's no light other than the light they want. Oh, <laughs> oh right on. Thanks, Cypher. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. Cypher just says I could use his image wherever. Oh, that's great. Cool, cool. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to show him you doing art. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, you come back from the second set and you sit down and it's black, 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 black. I once snuck an entire, well, snuck, I guess you got to be a little sneaky and, you know, not let them pat your backpack down. Uh, I got an entire uh, mountain hardware climbing pack in full of glow sticks. When I say, oh, I mean, oh, I don't even know. We have a dollar store down the street. And uh, that whole year I had just gone down every time I had an extra buck or two in change and just grabbed. Oh man, it was a lot. It was a lot of glow sticks. <coughs> um, and uh, yeah, you'll hear Trey in the middle of that kind of go, hey, hey, can we turn off the lights? Can we turn off the lights? And he's trying to talk to the venue guys. He wants all the lights off, like pathway lights, everything. The biggest glow stick battle of epic proportion broke out. People were just fuck. It went on for like 20 minutes. So the band just for like 10 of it just turned off the instruments and everything and just stood on the edge of the stage and just watched the crowd just light the place up with flying glow sticks. It was fun, 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 fun. And then they got back on all the stuff and they played to the glow stick battle for like 10 more minutes. I don't even know what that, I have to go back and look at it. It's probably labeled in there as something like that, like sun, moon, moon set or something. Or, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's what really happened. Uh, that's why you should go see a show there. It doesn't matter. So anyway, point of the story being that uh, I just got the last bit of shit out of my car from Sasquatch, like literally like 10 minutes. <laughs> sat down to make the frame for this show and uh uh the kid calls and uh their buddies that they were going to this huge edm festival at the gorge um their buddies tested positive for covid i guess this morning and can't go and there's extra tickets Oh my God, I love that place so much. I was just going to go over and make coffee and hot chocolate for people. Because uh, the kids love to fucking party all night. And, you know, I love to make coffee. <laughs> it goes together. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, I wasn't even planning on going to the show. But we had just gotten back from Squatch. So I wasn't going to go. I was going to be good. I was going to stay home and uh, DoorDash and run around, do all that, try to screw up some money to go to pork fest. Um, yeah, that was the other deal. Uh, um, yeah, pork fest is on the 20th June. Uh, so the 20th is the solstice. So all the way to New Hampshire, uh, like what is that? It's like, it's a lot. It's a lot of miles. It's like 3000 miles, 3,500 miles. Uh, so, Onwards to Porkfest. Uh, so I need to raise some money either way. So uh, I was going to lay off, hang out here, do some DoorDash and hang out with Candace and be chill. But after. So Squatch Fest takes a lot out of her 
because she, you know, people, crowds, like stuff, events. Yeah, she's not a people person or an extrovert at all. So going out to going out to Squatch to support me is uh, super awesome. Uh, but it takes a load out of her a lot. So she needed uh, she needed chill time. So I'm gonna leave her home and uh, yeah. Since now there's tickets uh, um, uh, and Cass wants us to come over there with them, uh, I'm seeing if uh, Squirrely wants to go. So if Squirrely wants to go, I don't know. Maybe we'll go over and uh, we'll go serve. Uh, we'll go serve coffee at Hot Cup with the kids in the desert. Um, uh, but yeah, it's some EDM show. Uh, I don't even know what the name of it is. Some bass drop faster, blinky light faster, go fast faster, whatever the fuck they call them. <laughs> you know, chicka chicka chicka. Uh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Uh, and it's uh, supposed to get like 77 over here on this side, which means that'll put the desert into, into plus 100. So, ah, shit, I suppose I should start some cold brew. Huh? Hey, that's actually what I should do. Fuck bringing anything hot. I should just do cold brew. What? What's Brian say? Oh, the spray art dude. No, no. Cypher's not the spray art dude. That, um, his name is Phoenix. Uh, ah, shit, where is that stuff? F-E-N-I-X. I bet you can find Phoenix really easily. I want to say he's on float for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Phoenix is uh, lives in Illinois. He's the spray art guy. Cipher, um, uh, think dreadlocks and really skinny. He's got a fucking sweet airstream. Oh, I love those things. Uh, um, and he has cats. Yeah, Cipher is an artist that has cats and an airstream, and. Uh, so he met up with this friend of ours named Kim, who's a doctor, like an MD doc. Uh, but she happened to get uh, she happened to get cancer. Uh, I think same type of lung cancer my dad has or had. Uh, so, hey, look, Cipher still says he's still well. And I was telling you. Uh, about Kim, I guess I should read these. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he, uh, so he went off to help. Uh, I, uh, yeah. Kim and I had some uh, alternative medicine discussions. She wanted to try some experimental shit, maybe. I don't know. Allegedly, uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. So seems all as well. He went off to help her because uh, she was going to need somebody to do like lifting and like things uh so anyway yeah yeah that was a sweet float connection right there that's why you go to festivals and such um so uh yeah yeah so cypher is helping kim out looks like helping on her farm boom awesome awesome yeah brian for lots project if you need a certified camper who's eco-friendly uh self-contained and would be able to home sit a lot uh after he's done helping Kim 
um, you should make friends with Cypher. Uh, he would be a good person for your project. Uh, I think he's hanging out in Arizona right now. So if you have anybody who has lots in Arizona that need to get looked after, Cypher's a good dude. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So what was I telling you about? I was telling you about the gorge. Um, uh, yeah, so shows at the gorge. Oh, yeah, so me going to the gorge. Free tickets. Ah, EDM fest. I don't know. So Candace went out to do some running around. Um, I tried to DoorDash this morning, and that turned right on. And uh, and then I tried to get my Grubhub hotted up because it really is better if you're gonna do uh, if you're gonna do Uber, right? You do Uber and Lyft simultaneously. So if you're gonna do DoorDash, you do DoorDash and Grubhub simultaneously, and that way it keeps everything. Uh, if you're gonna bother doing it, you wanna stay busy doing it right and make money you know uh we'll see I'll, i will report back i'll report back you used to be able to make about 25 bucks an hour but that was kind of pre-pandemic or beginning of pandemic uh, so now that uh now that the fakey flu's done uh maybe it'll be 30. just guessing i don't know shit's gone on tilt around here so yeah, supply demand, supply demand. Um, I know they're always looking for drivers. So, so who knows? Uh, so anyway, getting DoorDash hotted back up led to a paper chase all morning because I had to get insurance paperwork and bullshit for the new car. <coughs> it's hilarious. DoorDash, you want to drive? Bing, five seconds. Boom, start driving again. Uh, Grubhub, you want to start driving? Uh, submit, submit, submit photographs copies blah blah um, so yeah which one do i like better <laughs> but if i'm gonna do it okay so there's two ways uh oh yeah i guess this was about squatch fest for five seconds sorry for the title but i gotta name them something and i have no idea what i'm gonna rant about till i'm done you know what i might do i might change the podcast titles to what i actually rant about because that podcast goes up after right but beforehand what i gotta make the frame uh oh uh, whatever <coughs> too funny uh, so uh doordash uh so yeah my two strategies right so one is okay they're gonna do the thing do the thing stay busy hammered out make maximize the money right go like Uber and Lyft, I used to let the, I used to let the electronics kind of guide me in a general direction uh, up towards Microsoft Land. Um, that whole like other side of Lake Sammamish is just there's nothing but two million dollar plus houses, and everywhere takes a while to get to. Um, so, good way to make huge bank um, and not get sucked into the Seattle blowjob. Um, fuck, you can't go anywhere down there. It's just, they've taken all the lanes for bike lanes and like so many stop signs and so many doofuses walking about Monday through Friday, you can't get money. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, either that or circle around Microsoft campus or, um, uh, <laughs> 
my favorite one was just drive down the valley and hit the uh, uh, train station when the commuter trains were coming. Because a lot of those dudes would be like, especially late commute, because they would be popping up like on the Amtrak from Portland to go commute to Microsoft. And that was the best place to hop off to go. Like if you're a vendor or some shit and you're going to go do like a sales promotion, right? You could drive up from Portland or you can take like the train for almost free and then just Uber yourself up, make your presentation and Uber yourself back. And you got your the, the train's high speed connection the whole way. So you can work the entire way instead of blowing that same amount of time stuck in your car. Ha <laughs> Lots project. I fucking love it. Uh, title should always be wherever the sativa takes me. You know what? I think I will leave that up for the podcast title. It would probably be more accurate most days. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was funny. I, like, did that one fucking dab on air a few weeks ago. And I instantaneously got my YouTube channel. Like the next day, I got the letter of uh, you're being turned into an adult channel. <laughs> oh my God. You think I was dressing in nothing and trying to like perform tricks or something? Can you guys hear the oyster head in the background? If not, sorry for you. Les Claypool is just so hard, and I think he sings most of the shit uh, for Oysterhead. I think Trey just wants to play. Oh. Oh, come on, Clay, play, play. Oh, well, oh, well, here we go, here we go. Pack another bowl, that's what I say. Um, so, yeah, yeah. That's all the shit left over from rolling, like, oh, that was 100 joints. And guess what? I got to roll 100 more, I think. <laughs> oh, keep it rolling. <coughs> oh. Poor rolling machine. You know what, though? They last. It always, the kid laughs when I go buy new ones. I'm like, no, no, I'm not mad. Like, it it did its job. <laughs> if you don't bash down on rolling machines, on the, on the two-wheel ones that you use with your thumbs, they last a long time. But it's a fine line of... of Packing enough shit in there, putting enough pressure on it to make the wheel spin and making it go round. Ha 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 of living daily. Hold talks for short. Oh, it's fun. Oh, okay, okay. That reminds me. Yeah. So anyway, so I got to make the decision. Do I go to the gorge? Go to the EDM show? Yada yada. Uh, with the step kid and maybe the squirrel. So. Candace is seeing if the squirrels are out and about. I know he's got he's on an eight-day vacation because of Squatch Fest. So just think if you could end your begin your vacation with the festival and end your vacation with the festival. Hey, for tournament 53, he's fucking hanging in there. He's only a couple of months behind me. 
Oh, a squirrel. <laughs> he did DJ us a nice set, uh, but he decided uh, for uh, for Fall Squatch that he is going to DJ. When is he going to DJ his set? Uh, I think he said. I think he said he's going to be an earlier set. So probably on music day, which would be Saturday, we'll probably, oh yeah, I should go add that to the lineup now that he, uh, now that he said something about it. Uh, so if you go to thusquatchfest.com, thusquatchfest.com, uh, you can see the lineup. Um, so yeah, that's right. He said he wants to do an afternoon set. Um, and then, uh, and uh, DJ Jervis, uh, who blew us off so he could prepare for the biggest trial of the lifetime or whatever it was going to be, uh, got an email at 8 a.m. Uh, Monday morning from the judge, like, by the way, you're getting pushed back. So, uh, yeah. So I think he's going to put a little more effort into his DJ set, uh, DJ Jervis. He's going to do like all the jazz history and then little, you know, we'll play a song or something, do another thing. It'll, it'll, ah, it'll be like listening to jazz Sunday afternoon on NPR or some shit like that. Um, except he looks more like Santa Claus. Uh, so I think the deal is going to be uh, maybe, uh, maybe, ah, I'm trying to think how that'll go. Hmm. Him or Jerba first. So DJ Squirrel or DJ Jervis. So we're going to get Jazz History uh, deal probably early. Probably then the Squirrel. Then we'll do a Squatch Talk. Then we'll roll with uh, then we'll roll with some other band. Whatever. Uh, band, 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 band. DJ band. Whatever. Till, till decent. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. So if you have any artist, musician, friends in the Northwest that want to play Fall Squatch, that would be, let's see, 22nd, 23rd, that would be 924. They would play on Saturday the 24th. It's going to be music day. Uh, if they want to play on Saturday the 924, uh, have them get in touch with me. Uh, have them get in touch with me. Gosh, we should make some email addresses, shouldn't we? Music director. Or how about... Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll go make it, and then I'll tell you what it's going to be. Uh, hey, I did some major, major pruning on the sativas. You guys want to see them? Uh, yeah, that was, uh, I think I showed, I think I tossed a picture up the other day of what they look like when I got home from the fest. Here, I got enough power or I can take this thing for a walk. Let's see. Let's see. Okay, okay. It's going to adjust when I walk out. Da, 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 da. See how bright it is in here when I'm not underneath the foil? Hey, you know what? I think we should be able to go for a mini yard walk. This will be fun. This will be fun. Okay. There's Candace's garden. We got snap peas. They're my favorite. But I cheated. I started in December. Okay. So check out these babies. I think you saw them yesterday. Or the day before. So they, they're about six foot. But I came and I just ripped them apart. <clears throat> um, they, they were like three foot circles and just totally, totally 
uh, dense. If you look at all that stuff on the ground, that is all the uh, that's all the droppings from the stuff that uh, from the stuff that uh, fell down. Now, if you look at uh, if you back up a little bit, that's all comfrey. It was a huge pile that was about it was getting to be about uh, it was about four and a half, almost five foot tall before it fell over. Um, so, yeah, I'm just letting it grow out a little more until it seeds. And then uh, I'm just going to chop it and drop it where it is, just like I did the leaves off those plants. I just chopped them and dropped them. So I'm just going to uh, I'm just going to chop up that comfrey when it uh when it gets done i don't know if it flowers then seeds or not i i usually just chop it as it, it's coming up just keep it continually chopped uh but whatever so yeah uh and then i put in a bunch of these rods this year so what i'm going to try and do last year it was ridiculous see the second story i was up where those lights are with hedge trimmers trimming off arms off these stupid things because they kind of be like oh god what is that 20 some feet tall uh so instead of making them go tall this year you know like the apples that uh they put down like the wires and like uh like grape vines like training it i'm gonna just try to train them and make them into like a wall uh up and down back and forth whichever i got i'm gonna go from those rods then i'll start stringing strings so we'll see. We'll see. If I keep it low, like under, you know, where I could reach eight foot, some foot, whatever, uh, it should be a lot easier. Because the problem is in the, uh, oh, yeah, here. You see this? This thing's blooming, too. She's pretty cool. Super purple. Super purple. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, because it, wait. The, the battle in the winter, or the battle, um, right? The battle uh, when it comes to the fall is that it gets too cold and then the rain comes, right? And you have these real tight nugs that are all dense, and now it's getting wet and the water's running down the leaves inside of them, and they rot from the inside out, and you just you lose all the. Uh, uh, so at the end out west you have to get something up over it even just so the settling dew in the morning doesn't fuck your plants up um, so I usually put a big old fan underneath and just have air circulating up and then put a tarp over them so dew can't settle on them and so that any moisture that is in there from overnight just gets off them as fast as possible um at the end of a season of sativa, every week that you can go extra is 10% more weight that you'll put on your plant. So your yield will go up roughly 10% more for every week of time that you can allow the plant to be itself. So shit that's in the ground, you have to cover right and then at the end it's a gamble between how long you let it go versus mold and happen to throw it away because if it's moldy you got to chuck it so anyway cannabis math <laughs> uh okay so then we had this uh this was our duck coop uh here i'll go over here you can see it better yeah so 
that's a really nice dog kennel actually uh, that somebody gave me because I helped them out with some stuff and uh, it was in the back of a place that they needed to clean out and they didn't feel like lifting it because uh, it was all in parts and pieces so I ran over with my trailer and grabbed it for free uh, we used it for ducks for uh, oh god I don't know, a couple years <laughs> uh, and I'm cleaning up the backyard to make it more uh, uh, friendly for having uh, events here where we can do teaching stuff like permaculture events, right? So I was like, hey, this table was in the bushes for years too. So I pulled it out, cleaned her up, uh, throw some chairs in around here. And then that way, if it's raining, we got the whole 800 square foot greenhouse people can hang out in, right? That's all cleaned up. I moved the heater box. Um, so, right, that is... Uh, uh, oh, what's it say? My pit is riding high now. We had a little thunder. A couple shots of CBD. Boom. Yeah, CBD for pit bulls. For CBDs for any any animals will really help chill them out. It is a... Yeah. And remember, LD equals zero. You can't really hurt them. You can make them lethargic by overdosing, but you're never going to hurt them. But just remember, by weight... So, you know, however much you'd take, do the math. Uh, that was for everybody but Rachel. I know you know what you're doing. Uh, uh, so, anyway, we created another little space. Uh, we're going to hang up. You know, acoustically. <laughs> I'm thinking hippie tarps, right? <laughs> All, always hippie tapestries. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is the every place we got a downspout. Right, downspout, water. Oh, hey, look, 450, 450-gallon drums all interlinked. So the water goes into one, fills up all of them, overflows the end, and just so happens to be, hey, look, there's Candace's garden. There's the water. Candace's garden. There's the water. You got to go exactly zero feet to get the water for the garden. That's rainwater instead of using a hose. So we don't have to spray, like, fluoride all over our shit. <clears throat> So anyway, oh yeah, yeah, you could see how ugly my greenhouse is from the outside. <laughs> Those white panels are free uh, door inserts that I get from uh, Craigslist dad. That window was free from a Craigslist dad. Actually, all of that. <laughs> all of it. So 800 square foot greenhouse. It's like, uh, shit, what is that? Uh, oh, I forget. See, that's a 12 foot panel. It's an 8 foot panel. So 20. Yeah, yeah. So it's like 20 foot wide by like 40 feet long. Yeah, I think that's how the 840. Yeah, yeah, 40 foot, 20 by 40. Yeah. Boom. Uh, I think I would have made the short side of the greenhouse a little shorter <clears throat> and maybe made the tall side of the greenhouse a little shorter. Um, it's impossible to heat, right? Because that much airspace in the winter it's a lot of headspace so gotta think about that and insulating so really it's a three season greenhouse uh we just keep the water in the aquaponics system warm with fish tank heaters right and then that water is always not freezing and then that keeps the trees from hating it oh okay let's take a little walk to the front yard oh we get to see the mess Hey, Scrappy-Doo. Are you on guard? We're taking a walk.
do, do, do. There's the mini split I haven't hooked up. Okay, so I got the shade cloth out uh, and kind of rigged up. Um, so, uh, can you see? Okay, see that shit behind me? Let's see if I go this way, right there. So that is true Japanese wasabi. Um, University of Washington uh, got it stabilized for the Northwest or found out that this cultivar actually produces in the Northwest. Um, the ducks were giving us fucking hell. They loved the leaves. Uh, so it was always a duck battle if I could keep them out of it or not. Um, so wasabi grows uh, naturally in like mountain springs in Japan. Um, so like, uh, the, I think green tree frog is the only real producer in the United States. Now understand wasabi is a hundred dollars an ounce. 90% of the shit sold in Japanese restaurants that they put on your plate and say is wasabi is just colored horseradish. And it's just because they can't get it. Like there isn't any. Oh, Mike says that's way more than 800 square feet. Wait a minute. 20 by 40. 20 by 40. It's 800. Hey, Mike, how are you getting 800 square feet? More than 800 square feet. Uh, but the uh, <laughs> uh, permaculturally, I consider it 2,400 square foot greenhouse because I grow in it. I grow in three layers in there. Um, so. Yeah, and I haven't even, I've never even come close to filling it up. Not even, we're we're on a tear now to fill the fucking greenhouse up. Oh, I'll show you why, I'll show you why. But I gotta go the other way or we're gonna lose Wi-Fi. Uh, so, I'll go this way yet. Well, hey, this will be a good experiment. On, on, on. Sorry, just looking at the streamy things. I forget I'm walking around with the laptop and this doesn't have service. It's gotta ping off the house stuff. But I think I've got enough... Uh, I think I've got enough transmitters. So anyway, true Japanese wasabi. All they do is uh, that little that little brown pipe comes down from the roof. This is one of the ones that not a lot comes down because I don't want it swamped. Uh, oh, I was telling you about yeah, green tree frog. They're the only producer in the U.S. Oh, hang on, this guy's making a hard uh, hard westbound turn. He's probably running down to L.A. Delta. Ooh, look at that shit coming off the wings. I live right at the pivot point. We're exactly at the line for the for the international runway crossover box. So they got to go straight till they hit my place and then they can make their turn. Uh, so, okay. Uh, green tree. Yeah. So it likes like cold water, very clean, uh, running. Um, it likes an overstory. Right, so it likes to be inside um, a, a mountainous canopy, um, so it doesn't like to see the sun directly. So, Seattle, most of the time, nine months of the year, being in the 40s and 50s and gray, is perfect for wasabi. Perfect. Um, but during the summer, if you look at these a little closer, you kind of see they're a little bit yellow, those are starting to get sun bleached, so they're starting to get sunburned. So that's why I've got that that shade cloth, and I'm going to string that up to my Japanese daughter tree. 
So Japanese daughter trees are, um, it's like the second softest wood. It's like a balsa type wood. Uh, this thing grows like mm, six to 12 feet a year. Uh, uh, it's banging. <laughs> that trunks, I don't know. Here, you can see how big this trunk is. I don't know. I think you can see that. It's like eight inch trunk, six inch trunk, and it's uh, what, four years old? Uh, so see the little pattern I'm growing into it right there with that crotch? I've cut that in there intentionally. See how it's about five and a half feet tall? Oh, there's Candace getting home. Uh, so I cut that crotch in there five and a half feet tall so I can build a little mini platform so Airbnb guests can, are gonna be able to like sit up in that tree. Um, sooner or later <clears throat> and then this little tree over here at the corner right uh, let's see. yeah yeah right there i did the same thing so if you notice i kind of cut out this little flat spot i'm going to build a little platform out of the west from here perfectly oh here i'll run you down okay so this is a uh the exterior hoogle. So what do we got? We got, uh, oh gosh, look at this. Uh, woo. Uh, rosemary. <clears throat> you got rosemary. You got uh, raspberries. You got, well, that was strawberries. Uh, you got sage. I love putting like fresh sage on my all my roasts and shit. Uh, more sage. You got... Um, I think this is a lemonade. Uh, it's a blueberry, but it's a lemonade blueberry, I think. Um, we rarely get anything off of it because the birds... Uh, oh, Jesus, look at this thing. Oh, this is a wheat. You gotta go, wheat. Chop and drop. Uh, but yeah. That's raspberry. And there's some more rosemary. Um, so that drain, this hoogle comes all the way out. This tree's like right by the street. So this is all downhill, but everything that runs off of the roof that runs through the wasabi bed. Um, and then after the wasabi bed, it runs through the swamp. I don't know if you can see that. So we put in a little swamp. Um, it runs through the swamp, and then that swamp feeds that hoogle bed. Then there's the other system from the roof. Um, okay, so all that's growing in that hoogle bed. <clears throat> and then this roof system over here, where that downspout is, right? It runs down those gutters cool thing is there's a nice little hanging uh oh here we'll go closer you can see it better all right so i did a little i did a little from the gutter ah, oh sorry shit's backwards on the camera all right from the gutter water runs down that cute little uh gong thing then it falls into the metal gutter right so when you're staying in the airbnb You get rain on a metal roof outside your window. There's your Airbnb window if you stay with me. So this is your front porch. 
do, 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 do. my outdoor kitchen is at your service uh yeah so you get the rain effect right and then that oh yeah yeah check this shit out so this is candace's gnome village i think you can see that it's hard to see my computer screen She's got all kinds of little uh, gnomes and shit all hidden in the in the woods and a little gnome path. Uh, anyway, so uh, the rain goes down, feeds that 300-gallon tank. And then, oh, you can't even hardly see the other tank. So that's the one pond. There's a bunch of small goldies in there coming up. Um, and then underground, there's a three-inch pipe that goes over to this pond. Now, there's a couple of, oh, hey, look, there he is. Yeah, yeah, we call him whale, too. Uh, I don't know if you can see him. He's coming up to the top. He's kind of right in front of the pig. He's orange and white. So he was, a, uh, he was like a 13-cent goldfish years ago years ago um okay hold on this guy's turning and it'll get quiet again uh but anyway so the japanese daughter trees that grow so so like six to 12 feet a year so we put this one in two years ago see over my head i'll step to the side so i'm growing a flagpole i just keep um i just keep cutting off anything that's not going straight up that's a little Seahawks flag up on the top of it right now. And then we got a little fire pit and chairs over on the porch so people can put them where they want them. Uh, okay, here, hold on. We'll go over to the other side. We'll go over to the other side. We'll see if, uh, we'll see if the connection holds. Um, oh, what's the best connection to stay put over there? Uh, I'm going to go this way. All right, we'll see. Okay, here, tell you what, when I go in the shade over here for a sec, I can look at the screen and I'll see if there's any comments. Oh, I know, mesh cloth screen. I don't mind feeding the birds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, feeding the birds. It's good for me, Adam. <laughs> oh. Michael V. Oh, wait. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, yeah. No, no. 20, 20 by 40, 800. I know. But, but uh, yeah, when you use the walls and stuff too, right? Because of fucking a greenhouse. So you can use, you can use the floor. What I've started getting into is using, uh, um, I get these self-watering hanging baskets that have little uh, reservoirs up from the bottom. hold about a three quarters of an inch of water half inch of water okay i jumped over to the other network i Uh, 
Okay, okay, I'm back. I'm back. Uh, hope I didn't lose. Okay, let's just double check here. Okay, yeah, okay, now it's now it is on. Let me just see how connected I am. Wi-Fi. Let me see the signal strength, please. Okay, okay. Here, let me try walking around. Okay, so if you come to visit me, uh, you can stay in the studio uh, and then um, whatever, if you want, make an album. So the deal is I made the studio and I want to run it. And I, I want it to be used. So if you got a band or something and you want to make an album, right, come use it. We've got a great sound system. We've got a good board. Come do some shit. Uh, just, you know, the only trade is not a only trade is just mention food forest farm studio on your album or on your cut or on your whatever right and uh help help push out my airbnb i think i'm actually going to take pictures and do the shit to make the studio space rentable as a weird you know how people like to on airbnbs and like stay in barns and such and all that um and silos and weird spaces so i think i'm going to make the studio a space because shit, there's couches and a day bed in there and all that. But uh, what I also did was I built this little extra room. So it's kind of like I was thinking it, uh, it is like, hey, better than camping. Um, but if you were to rent the studio, right, and your buddies were partying crazy and you didn't want to stay up so later, it got to be like, wow, 30. <laughs> so I made this little bolt on that's separate but its own little cave. Da -da -da. See if it adjusts. Yeah, yeah. So I got bunk beds. And then you got, uh, oh, I picked up this insides of a, uh, of a porta john years ago. So you got like place to stay, porta john out here. Uh, all that stuff so yeah you can totally just uh you know people are doing their thing in there and come out here and have a card game or whatever or uh yeah this one i was going to show you so this is the other side uh and i think my internet's going to hold out so we'll go down here so i just put this wall in so all that space used to just be nothing space. It fell away from the driveway. It was just airspace. So I reclaimed it all. That's going to be where my coffee studio goes. I uh, really eat. Uh, I want to build the shape of a coffee bean. And that is where she's going to go. Okay. Now, if you come visit me, and you have an RV or a camper, camper type people. Hey, look, I already put a camper plug right on my upper driveway. Has its own service. So 30 amps.
ready for you. Actually, it's in disguise as a camera ready for you. Uh, when my coffee roaster goes in up there, that's how we're going to plug it in because that's what's on the end of the coffee roaster. It's a three-prong 30-amp plug. Ta-da! 50-amp <laughs> plug? No, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I, whatever. Can't remember. A lot of juice. Uh, yeah, so this is the other front yard. Uh, oh, yeah, we we're cleaning up a little bit out here. Uh, so, so these cherry trees, uh, let's see if you can see along the driveway. Um, so those are all, they're all five ways. So they got five different cherries on them. And then the apples over in the other side over there, over on the far corner, uh, those are all three-way apple trees. So that, that way we just have lots and lots of stock to make cuttings from. That's kind of down the road to the next projects is starting to get into like tree propagation. Um, but for right now, oh yeah, yeah. So uh, that is a cattle panel, um, cattle panel grape arbor. So there's four different grapes uh, at each corner, right? It's growing up over the top. It's taken, oh, I don't know. It's taken like two years for that one vine to really get going. It, it found its groove. The other, the other, th I planted them two years apart or a year apart. They're all they're all different stages. But anyway, the idea is that they are going to cover that whole thing. In the summertime, will be a place to sit, nice chairs under, and um, just enjoy the shade of the vining crop, right? But in the winter, it'll just be vines. So no, you know, when it's not, when you don't need shade, you won't have shade. When you need it, you'll have it. Uh, so yeah, that's it. And then, yeah, I'm kind of happy with that, uh, that cherry tree shape down there. I worked on those pretty good this year. I cut them back pretty severely. I'd say, I'd say a little more than the third, um, I was trying to keep the height from being ridiculous um, and kind of cutting out like every other branch set to, to get them uh, get them more light and air down into them. And it really seems like they're putting on fruit heavy this year, but I don't know if it was just the year or what. Um, and we ran bird cloth last year and didn't get jack shit for cherries um so this year nothing uh the birds seem to be well i guess they're not ripe yet right they're all green so who knows who knows uh i think i might do a little like tinsel or some like a little more active bird defense blinky lights i haven't figured it out we'll we'll get on that next uh yeah yeah what, what do birds not like, right? Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, since we're in nursery, I was like, hey, we got this whole upper driveway. And if people aren't camping in it or we're not using it on a Saturday for a, this is where we do like farmer's market stuff, right? So you got uh, here, go back down towards the end. Yeah, yeah. So you got, you got all that, you got all the space for like setting up tents, um, we can get like, we can get like six 10 by 10s up here. And if we really need to, my other driveway that's just on the other side of this front yard, we can get another like five 10 by 10s. But I haven't had 11 vendors that have wanted to come out to sell cool shit yet. So 
hasn't been a problem. Um, and the nice thing is for market day, we can now use the studio. So, you know, if there's like a massage vendor or something like that, that wants to like hang sheets and make a quiet space or whatever, <clears throat> we could do cool shit for the next maker's market. Um, I usually hold them on a Saturday. I usually don't charge to vend, you know, it's like, Hey, you know, buy a bag of coffee from me. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever's cool. You sell some shit and hook me up. But the thing about vending is if there's more people doing it, it brings more people. So if you know anybody that makes stuff in the Northwest and they want to be in my next vendors market, uh, we call it the maker's market. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, there's the sign for it over there. <laughs> Back behind the motorcycle. Dun, 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 maker's market. Um, so yeah, yeah. It's gotta be hand. You know, no like resale Chinese bullshit, like something you made, like actually made. Uh, and then, yeah, here, we'll see how far this will go. So I've been putting this, uh, so I've been putting the little nursery up and just kind of trying to stock it. Um, so we got all kinds of, uh, all kinds of jade. Candace loves succulents. Um, so we got all kinds of succulents. Uh, we're doing spider plants. So, so we, we noticed that at the stores, how much house plants are, it is ridiculous, ridiculous. Um, and they keep forever. So you're not on the clock like veggies where you got to make it and turn it or burn it and lose your inventory and your time and your money. So we've switched a lot to house plants. Um, oh yeah, yeah, here's some of our succulents. There's a whole uh, a whole pile of those. Um, yeah, these uh, these stainless racks are all, I think, window display or peg hanging displays from the Pier 1 that went out of business up by the freeway. Um, yeah, I'm buddies with the property management guy. So after the tenants move out, anything that they haven't like thrown out or taken with them, right, is now his problem to dispose of. So I usually get a call that goes something like, hey, you want to come down here and grab anything you want or, you know, sell it off to X, Y, or Z company. Um, so, yeah, yeah, uh, having a trailer and being willing to pick shit up. Um, how do you propagate apples? Ah, Josh. Um, okay, so <clears throat> fruit trees. Um, basically, you you start another fruit tree from a from a seed, um, or uh, you can root them in uh, you can root them in sand beds. Um, you can do that. Pain in the ass. Uh, so what everybody does is. You go out to Rain Tree Nursery or you order online. Uh, okay, I am going to go back into the greenhouse. If this cuts out for 30 seconds as it flips over to the other, uh, as it flips over to the other um, server. Oh, here, we're going to leave that open. It's getting warm. Yeah, okay. Just in case you haven't seen it. So that's a 300-gallon. Uh, I'm in the way. So that's a 300 gallon uh, stock tank. And then it's got a six inch grow bed and a four inch grow bed that just, 
there's a little tiny $9 Harbor Freight pump that never stops pumping water up into both of those. And they just run themselves back and dump back in. It never stops. So the tree closest to me that's got a little yellow, that's a lemon. The big overhead tree, that's a fig. And they get, they get stupid big. Like stupid big. Um, I have to cut them back every year and like it's it's ridiculous okay we made it back we made it back um okay so josh was asking about apples uh so yeah the the thing is people usually want apples on uh dwarf or semi-dwarf stock um unless you're gonna spend you know be really on it on pruning so you buy like a hundred um, M111s is the uh, cloning stock for apples and pears, basically Western United States anyway. Uh, rain trees like the old, it's like a 1890 or something or 1920. It's old, really old. Before the crops went to the desert with pivot farming and, uh, and irrigation. So they have stock that was made for up here so get your get your root stock someplace that will be good for you uh when you get root stock uh what harbor freight pump oh shit uh here i'll show it to you <laughs> hold on oh okay okay so this one's not the nine dollar one uh yeah yeah here Oh, well, hold on, hold on. I plug the computer back in. Let me. Uh, right there. So I just run that little. Uh, oh, shit. So that's probably like uh, I haven't pulled that up in years. I don't know. That's probably like the thirty nine dollar pump. Um, and so if you notice on there, I have the plastic housing. Um, um Oh, shit, where is it? Sorry, sorry. It's hard to look at the screen and the thing. Okay, so I have that plastic uh, drip out the um, gunk housing to not let this shit in. But I do not have... Uh, here, let's go like this. When you take this apart, you notice there's no filter in there. It comes with that mesh filter. If you put the mesh filter in it, like it, what first thing I do when I get the pumps, I yank that thing open and I throw the mesh filter away. It's great if you're trying to like filter water for making water cleaner or whatever, and you're going to be Johnny on the spot cleaning the filter all the time. If it clogs up all the time and the pump's always fighting a clogged filter, it, it kills the pump life. So, thusly, get your pump home. Rip that. Uh, anything that makes it through this stuff is going to be like slimy, like fish it, algae, whatever. So, it will be macerated by the pump. Um, It, so it will um, it will chop the shit up right and uh, and send it through the system. 
which is what you want in aquaponics, right? Because we want that shit flowing through the system up to the bed because nature always brings shit. So since it puts worms in your system, you got to feed the worms, right? So then the worms can do their job and then they can, they can make worm juice and then the worm juice can run through the system with the rest of your stuff. And then you're not spending hundred dollars a gallon for warm tea. Uh, so uh, to propagate apples, yeah. So you go get rootstock. There's a um, so you take the or, or start a seed, right? And it'll come up. Get it, get it, get it up about you know foot or two. You need to cut your rooting stock that you want to continue to grow out as the new apple that stock diameter needs to be the same diameter as the whip that you're going to attach to it. So whatever, as long as those diameters match, the thing is, okay, when you start cutting down a tree stock, right? Think about cutting all around it, ripping the bark off. After the bark, you have the Cambrian layer that's where all the sugars and the life is flowing. Um, it's like getting skin to grow back together after you get a big old cut, right? It has to touch each other just enough that it knows it's there so it can start sending the shit across. That's what cloning a tree is like. Uh, or prop, uh, what do you call that? Um, splicing them. Uh, just graft. It's called grafting. Sorry. Uh, so, yeah. Um, you can, you know, you can do it old fashioned. You can cut them 45 degree, 45 degree, marry them up, grafting tape, right? You want that Cambrian layer to match Cambrian layer. Then you would do like a 45, right? Because you would want, or, you know, long cut, you would want more surface to match, more Cambrian layer to have a chance to connect. Um, then they have grafting tape to keep that in place. Uh, you know, scotch tape may work. <laughs> Electrical tape may work. Depends how diligent you are about going back and cutting it off. I'm about to light my coffee. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so all you do is, uh, you know, keep the roots from the rootstock, you know, planted in a gallon bucket, usually. Uh, and then do your graft. Don't put it in, like, direct sunlight because it doesn't have shit to go. Um, usually over the winter or whatever before they're really coming out and then kind of keep it in the shade, keep it cool, keep it moist, you know, not wet, <clears throat> not wet. Um, and then when it starts to roll in the summer, hopefully it's made that living connection and move off she goes. So if anyone, you know, like uh, Nick Ferguson would probably school me, which would be good. Because uh, to be honest, you cannot come here and see apples I've propagated myself. I haven't done it yet. Been to lots of classes. Uh, there's a tool I'm actually going to get at Raintree when I get ready to go because I'm going to want to do like a thousand of them, not like three of them. Um, that you basically put on the end of the whip that you're going to create the tree out of. And it cuts a fresh cut, but it cuts a V into it or a W or something. It cuts a distinct pattern. You flip it around 
and you cut the the whip end from the tree that you're so the reason you do this right is because apples if you grow from seed it's like one in ten thousand that pumps out like yeah that's the shit of a great tasting apple and the rest are meh if you're just growing them for sugar for feed for pigs whatever but if you want to try to grow a granny smith or whatever you grow those trees you know what they are when you want to propagate that you go take cuttings off the end of those trees that are you know 12 18 inch cuttings and you just splice them on to any apple or pear rooting stock so just anything you grow from a seed if you want it to be a full-size tree then any dwarfing or semi-dwarfing apple or pear stock if you want to keep your tree at a certain height the dwarfing shit makes the tree just grow slower in my opinion so go on real plant real seeds grow real trees and graft onto those i think you'll be much happier and just get a ladder and a chainsaw and be ruthless prune that shit you know that's all you can do uh and like you saw those cherry trees out there i cut off every other branch set so if you notice trees grow in a two two or a three pattern so twos look like fours but it's two uh cut every other branch set out right so that uh, a two pattern you might let go two one way two go 90 degrees that's four right then cut out the next two then let the next two happen trio carry way less branches in fruit trees you get into different design types whether you want like a fan whether you want a flat top whether you want a wine glass a baseball glove type thing i tend to do mine as baseball gloves so the south edge is a little lower than the north since we're so far north um so anyway that's all the pruning that wasn't and a little house tour and some technical difficulties uh i'm gonna rip on this bong and i just heard cassidy uh get home So we're going to get on with the weekend plans to see if we're going to go out to the festival or not. Um, I'll throw the podcast up and then uh, we'll get on the way or not. So it'll be a recap or uh, I stayed home and got shit done weekend. I don't know. All right. Have fun. Go do something great. Love you guys. Have a great weekend. Scrappy.